everyone welcome back to a chance to strive i am your host chance all right so basically this episode is an episode where a lot of people were actually requesting for it so i had already done something similar but i feel like throughout that time i've learned a lot more that i can provide and it's also like a pretty good refresher especially for people that join now i'm not expecting you to go through every single 46 episodes to try to figure that out so we might as well kind of like just start off the year on repeating something that I feel like is going to be very beneficial for a lot of people. So basically, I have been getting a lot of DM requests about a podcast on how to deal with heartbreaks. And trust me, I can understand it. It is one of those times where it's kind of like if you weren't expecting it or you were truly in love with that person, it is something that's kind of daunting to have to deal with. So When I did post about it after getting a few requests, I posted it on my IG story and had you guys vote on whether you guys wanted this or not. Everyone said yes. And then I posted it on my, um, I forgot what it's called, but on IG, I have like this little community thing and I posted that on my channel for for it. And everyone also said they also wanted an episode like that. So I guess we'll call this podcast a guide to to dealing with heartbreaks. And also before I actually do that, we're going to say the sponsor for this podcast is Viva. When I tell you these are actually really good, I'm not a seltzer person. I've never been even in college when that shit was popular. I, it just, I'm one of those people. It's like, I don't like drinking. If I'm drinking, I'd rather just get drunk. So I'm more of like a shots person or give me a, give me a nice little drink. And then, you know, add a few extra shots in it. I went to Mexico and I learned how to take shots properly. So, you know, that would be a little bit better for me. But, um, yeah, when I tell you Viva, it's actually bussing and it's also very healthy. You know, it wouldn't be a proper sponsor if I didn't read you these these real quick, right? It's tequila infused with natural flavors. Natural. We like that. Um, and it's healthy. I think that's one of the main reasons why, you know, I can sip this even while I'm still on my gym grind. So basically, it has only 88 calories. Guess how much sugar it has? Zero grams of sugar. How many carbs? Zero. And, you know, if you, if you want gluten-free, this is also that, you know. So it's not going to fuck up with your stomach if that's something you had to deal with. Okay. So thank you, Viva, for sponsoring this. Now that we're back to the podcast, I think if I have to think about the times that I've went through a heartbreak where it left me devastated, I think one of the main things that I've always had to deal with that I wasn't so great at in the beginning stages of having to deal with this, but... The more I went on, I realized there was something that I was doing wrong, which is I think for a lot of men, people in general. But I think I see this comment more with some of my guy friends. It's like we try to avoid the emotions. right? We act like it doesn't bother us. We keep on pushing. And it's like you go to parties every single time. You're constantly around people. And in other words, you're just looking for an escape. You're looking for a distraction instead of actually dealing with the emotions. So for me, I think it is crucial to actually understand the emotions that you're dealing with. And I think at times that's like the hardest part because you have to sit with the fact that someone left me and now I have to deal with this shit, which I shouldn't have to deal with. But there's a lot of power in being able to understand the emotions that you're feeling. One way or another, I promise you, you're not going to run away from it. If you were in a relationship with someone you didn't care about at all, I get it. It may be a little easy to be like, nah, I'm straight. I don't even care about it anyways. But if you weren't that person and you actually were in love with that person or you had a lot invested into them, Take your time to feel the emotions and actually understand what that means for you. And I think also another part is like whether you were in the wrong or in the right during a breakup, evaluate what went wrong. And like I said, even if you didn't really do anything wrong, it's almost impossible to say you did not play a role in 
the breakup at all. You were in that relationship and it ended. So for me, it's like evaluate everything you can because it's not about, oh, I'm, I'm, I, was, I wasn't the right. Why should I have to care about this? Why should I have to think back on the relationship? There are certain things you might have ignored, right? Because you were in love with someone. A lot of the times when you're truly in love with someone, you become blind to a lot of shit. You know, as amazing as a feeling love is, it makes you blind to a lot that at times after the relationship, you're like, how the fuck did I not see this? At times you don't want to see it because if you see it, then it's like, okay, this is going down a bad path. And if you're not ready to accept the fact that this is probably ending or if you're not ready to let go of that person, it's not a pretty feeling to just sit with that and start having these thoughts. So for me, it's like just figure out what went wrong. And like anything that you are going to experience in life, there should always be something that you can learn from it. I feel like it's hard that you invested so much into something and took it so seriously. And then after it went wrong, you're like, there's nothing I can learn because I did nothing wrong. I've been that person, you know, like a person that's had an issue with being a know-it-all where it's like, nah, there's nothing that I could have possibly figured out. There's nothing that I could have done in that moment to avoid it. That's probably true. But there are certain things you could have done to better protect yourself. There are certain things you could have been aware of where you should have brought it up as a conversation to have instead of just letting it slide just because you're afraid of how that person will take it. Which, trust me, I completely understand that because a lot of the times, let's just say you're that partner where you're very in tune with your emotions, you value communication and shit like that. Not every single person is that exact same way. So for me, it's like there's always something you can learn. And if you hopped into this relationship and there was nothing you could learn, maybe one thing you can extract from it is to not get in a situation where you're with someone that can't aid your growth at all. For me, it's like that that doesn't really make a lot of sense that you chose to be with someone, you invested so much, and there was nothing that was invested into you. So... At the, at the minimal, like if there's nothing that you could have learned, I think that might be one of the biggest lessons you probably have to take, making sure that whatever relationship you're walking into, not the fact that it's equal where you're everything that somebody's doing, like you got to do this for me too. No, at times I feel like it's all about a dynamic. It's all about how you can benefit from that person and how they can benefit from you and how you guys can aid each other's growth. But at the end of the day, I do believe any relationship that you're in, whether it's with your family, friends, lover, It has to be equitable where the person doesn't have to invest as much as you, but they should invest something that's just that provides just as much value. So in other words, because especially in relationships, I think one thing that we're very aware or everyone should get to this point at times, I'm going to at times we're going to be 50 50 when things are great. I may be dealing with school. I'm dealing with stress. I'm dealing with money problems and I can only provide 30. But that 30 is all I got. I think that's the only time you should accept when things are that imbalanced. But you know that person is giving you everything that they possibly can at that moment. And whenever things do get better, you know that they'll invest a little bit more. (laughs) And I think for me, it's like, even if there's not much you could have learned from that relationship, there's not much you could have learned from that person. Learn how to be a better person for that next person that you may end up falling in love with i'm not saying this is this is all this other thing right at times we get out of a relationship and we're already thinking about okay who's the next person i'm gonna fall in love with how do i be better for them that's not how what i'm saying i'm saying become a better person overall so that way the benefits of being with someone like you are a lot greater than it used to be so that means becoming a better person focusing on how to love yourself a lot more i think for me a lot a lot of something that I see people do very often and 
at a certain age when I didn't know a lot, I also did this. We take it very personally. Um, and what I mean by that is we look at a failed relationship as a reflection of how amazing we are as a person. Like if this person left me clearly, there wasn't that much value in me. No, not every single person is going to be able to realize how amazing you are. There, that's why there are certain people that love you. There are certain people that hate you. There are certain people that could, that don't even care that you exist. And that's fine. There's always going to be those people. But for me, I think it's all about dynamics. It's all about what you can invest into that person and what they can invest into you. How are they able to recognize your greatness? How do they assist you in the things that you're doing in life? Those are going to come at different levels for anybody that you come across. So I say don't take a failed relationship as a reflection of you. And at times, situations end badly. You may have been with someone that had anger issues and they said a lot of things about your character, about the type of person that you are. People say things out of spite when they are hurt. And especially if you're the person that walked away, you might have dealt with some backlash from that person because they didn't want to be left. Although you knew you deserved better and it's at that point where it's like, I have to walk away at a certain point if you're not offering me what I deserve. And... I'm not saying you should walk away from a relationship prematurely, but if you've sat there, you've invested enough time, you've told this person, this is what I want invested into me. These are the, this is how you properly love me. It's not your job to love. It's not your job to teach someone how to love, but it is your responsibility to teach them how to properly love you if that person is capable of doing it. Because I feel like one thing I see on social media a lot is like, if he wanted to, he would. Well, there's a lot of other things that he's probably doing that don't mean just as much to you. So it's up to you to show him the lens that he should be looking through to properly see the things that he needs to do to love you. And I feel like one of the biggest parts that I'll say, I think for me, that a lot of people recognize is like your day to day is going to change. Because when you're in a relationship, especially if you guys were very attached to each other, y'all did a lot together. You're going to have to be aware of the fact that a lot of these things are going to change and you're going to have to be the person that adjusts a lot that you used to do so that way you don't find yourself constantly missing that person. Because the thing is, it's like relationships require a lot of sacrifices. So you do have to, this is why I say the reflection portion is very crucial, whether or not you're not, you were terribly hurt from this or it affected you slightly. Your day-to-day, if it was filled with that person, Now, in those moments when they're not there no more, what do you do with that time? Even if you even if you understood that you walked away for a right reason or if that person broke up with you and you're like, you know what? This is the best decision for me moving forward. At the end of the day, there are going to be times where. Damn, because like one of my boys, I was talking to him about him dealing with a breakup recently. It's like it's like, bro, I I know I should have walked away because of how things ended, but. There are, mo- there are moments throughout the day where I just miss her a lot more. Even though I know I don't want to go back to this person, I deserve more. But every single night we were on the phone before I went to bed. So in moments where I'm at home and it's around 11, 12, and I'm not really doing much if I'm not on a game, if I'm not out or something like that, what am I supposed to do with that time? Because when you find yourself being bored, it's like your brain kind of like triggers this little thought to yourself where it's like your subconscious speaks to you, tells you, normally around this time you wouldn't be bored because you'd have her to talk to you'd have her to tell about your day and everything like that so for me it's like whatever you sacrificed start falling back into those things like what about yourself do you miss is it the fact that 
you used to be on the game with your guys every single night. And now because you had a girlfriend, it was like, ah, nah, I can't really do that. You feel me? Like, I got to make sure her day went well. If she was stressed, you know, that's my priority. That's my concern because, you know, that's my little baby. I understand that. But I also understand the fact that that's no longer around. So you have to find another way to fill it up with something. And for me, like I said, relationships do require a lot of sacrifices. And at times, some of those sacrifices are the things that you used to love. I'm not saying do all of the same shit that you used to do that might have been kind of toxic for you. Let's just say you're someone that likes going to the club a lot. I'm not saying fall back into the clubbing scene because for me, I understand that for certain people, it's enjoyable. There's a lot you can extract from it. If you have a friend group, that's all they do. The only moments you can be with your friends, if it's the weekends, I get it. That's what you're going to have to fall back into. But in my opinion, I don't think there's much value that can be extracted from going to the club every single weekend. I've never been that person where that has been my thing. Around college, club club, nah. I always like those small get-togethers just because it's like, I didn't like the idea that I have to deal with so many people at once. Like, the older I've gotten, as much as I'm a people's person, I don't like people (laughs) that much anymore. I realize I like people so much whether I had to deal with some bullshit or not, because I like the idea that I'm learning, right? I can watch these two people interact, whether or not I like them. I can see something about that interaction and extract it and add it in, and add it um, to my knowledge and be able to utilize it for the next person that I'm with. And I'm very big on like being able to mitigate situations. So for me to see a lot of conflict and see how they're resolved or chances that were missed for them to be resolved, that did a lot for me as a person because... My biggest thing has always been learn about people, psychology, sociology, even um, philosophy. Not that I like philosophy that much, but still the idea that they post certain things about life, how life functions. And then I'm like, I read about it. And I'm like, I bet. Let me see if I can add this. That's why I've said probably a few times on this podcast. I used to be one of those kids in, what was it, um, grade school where I was just looking up at quotes. Was it that I was that poetic? I mean, I used to do a little poetry here and there, but... No, it was just this idea that I was exposed to a lot of different ideas and then I could go out into the world and see how these ideas function, how they applied and whether or not somebody had some value or what they were missing. So for me, it was like it was a way for me to constantly guide my growth and my understanding of the world. That's why I cared about it. But yeah, like I said, pick up old, healthy hobbies. One of my friends a very great example is that is this dude was in love with photography. When he got into a relationship, I w- he, he probably did only a few shoots, maybe not that many shoots with me. And we used to be doing shoots heavy at a certain point. I'm not going to lie. So for me, I was like, bro, let's do a photo shoot because this was something you loved. And before, like, even before the thought of a girlfriend or anything happening around when we were coming out of high school, this was like, bro, I'm in love with photography. Like, I'm even taking classes on it as my electives. I'm doing projects. We're, like, he's coming He's coming to my dorm every single Friday, right? And we're literally working on this project he had for, like, a semester long. And I'm like, for me, that's, like, that's a chance for me to chill with my best friend, right? And then it's also a chance for him to continuously do something that he loves while he's around somebody that's very loving and supportive of him. So fall back into those old hobbies where they make you happy. I feel like a lot of the times when you've been in a relationship for so long, because it's if the relationship was going well, at times the relationship can be so fulfilling, right? And you forget about these things because you don't necessarily see the purpose they serve since you have such a great alternative. But if that's no longer there, find those things. I'm not saying if you used to smoke every single night and it made you happy, it made you 
and you used to drink a lot. I'm not saying fall back into these things because they're distractions. It's not one of those things where you can do them and then focus on how do I become better. Uh, okay, I can understand being high as shit because sometimes your thoughts, you know, they go crazy and you have a lot of revelations, but that's not always the same case for everyone. And I also don't think you should become reliant. You should become reliant on certain things when it comes to your growth. It should be something you're capable of tapping into whenever you please outside of being enhanced by liquor or weed and shit like that. And also, outside of picking up old, old hobbies, there's a, it's rare for me to come across any single person that will sit here and tell me, I have no idea about any hobbies that I would want. When you were a kid, you had random shit you wanted to try that you never tried. Start figuring those things out. This may be the time. Like, even it doesn't have to be extravagant, right? It could be something as simple as hiking. That worked beautifully for me. And the reason why it's like, I'm not saying, I'm not suggesting these things. I'm just telling you what worked for me. If it works for you and you want to try it, fuck it. If you try it and it doesn't work for you, figure out some, figure something else out. And the thing is, you have so many tools at your disposal where it's like, oh, I have no idea. I always tell people this. Whatever you don't know, take control of researching it and actually being able to figure that out. For me, if I have no idea what hobbies that I would want to fall, what hobbies I want to try to pick up, all I have to do is search up hobbies, new hobbies to pick up. If you don't want to, if you don't want to go on Google and you want something to just create an entire list for you, don't want to search some shit, go on ChatGPT, tell it. I like these hobbies. What other hobbies could I possibly like? And I promise you, it will give you a list. And then this is the thing about ChatGPT, right? Certain things like that. Whenever it's creating a list for you, you can tell it how to tweak it. More outdoor activities. It'll give you that. More activities where I'm isolated. It will give you that. So it's like one of those things where just because it didn't give you the answer off a first search, just tell it what to do better and it will try as hard as it possibly could and give you that. So for me, yeah, fall back into those old hobbies that you know made you happy, that you were very invested into, that probably you sacrificed because of the relationship that you thought was going to last. But expectations sometimes are a bitch and things don't always go according to plan. And trust me, I am well aware how that shit works. But at times what you look at as a burden today and the next few years, it'll probably be a blessing to you. At times, it's like the right pers- the perspective you need isn't always there. But if you do give it time and you stick with some of those unresolved thoughts, eventually it becomes a little easier to process these things and see them properly. And I will I will say this right again. I briefly mentioned it. Do not rush into a new relationship for comfort. You don't understand how selfish that is. Because, yeah, at times you meet someone and they help you deal with your um, heartbreak and then y'all fall in love and everything happens in a great manner and nothing is toxic about it. But there's a very little chance of you being able to do that. A lot of the times what you're going to find is there's always some residue from relationships, whether you were madly in love with the person or whether it was one of those things where we just messed with each other for a really long time and we did relationship like things without a title let's just say we'll go we'll go like at the extreme for a second right let's just say you were cheated on 
and then you hop back into a relationship with somebody completely new within two months you're telling me you don't have any unresolved trust issues you're telling me if that person isn't as communicative throughout their days your mind isn't gonna randomly go there and this is the thing right at times we think nah it won't happen your subconscious is a very powerful thing whether you processing process certain things as they should be or as they are it will remember certain things and then randomly you'll have these random thoughts where it's like oh no i don't really want to think this because i think the person is a great person but that's what they know your subconscious tries to protect you from a lot of thoughts but at the end of the day it will give you reminders when there are similarities between certain situations so let's just say both of those people aren't the greatest communicators one of them they're just busy the other one they just weren't doing things that they should tell you about. You're going to have little, you know, like there's going to be a little light bulb in your head that's constantly going to try to blink. Whether it turns on the whole entire time or not, there's going to be reminders of your past. It's not like you can just run away from your memories just because you think your your mental fortitude is just at its peak and you're like, nah, this is not going to, it's not going to phase me. Your experiences, especially moments where you have to deal with being sad your heart was broken and some a lot of these negative emotions were involved no matter how amazing you think you are and how in tune you are with your emotions it takes over and i promise you i know this i thought i was very into my emotions i understand a lot about life love i'm constantly researching this shit it it doesn't matter eventually some of these negative emotions that you dealt with are going to peek through and you don't want to negatively impact someone that had no reason for your scars. And I think one of the quotes is like, you shouldn't bleed on someone that didn't. I forgot exactly how it went, but I'm just going to try to go with it because, you know, this is a podcast. The thing is, you can't always take a break to try to get this shit perfectly. But you shouldn't bleed on the people that didn't cause your scars. It's just not fair to, the, to that person because they're choosing to love you with everything they've got. And because of an old wound... Now they have to deal with the repercussions of that simply because you did not take the time that you needed to heal. And one thing that I will say, I understand at times there's an opportunity where there's a person that you come across where they're so amazing. You're like, I don't want to pass this up. If it's meant to be as cliche as this just sounds, the older I get, the more I'm realizing it's valid. The right person will wait for you. If they understand that you're taking the time to heal, to be better for them. Like, think about it. You come across someone that is very amazing. They think you're also amazing, but you sit there and you're like, you might be the one for me, but I'm not in a position to love you properly. I'm not telling you to wait. But if there comes a time down the line where I'm in a better position and I'm healed and you are still available, I would love to do this. That person may end up finding somebody else and that's fine there's not only one person that you're going to come across where it felt right which is why a lot of us have multiple failed relationships every single one of those person felt right and didn't end up being that so it's like you might have gotten away with someone that wasn't meant for you because they chose somebody else so it's one of those things where you just have to be patient with the process and understand that the priority isn't to find someone to love. It's actually loving yourself and investing everything you possibly can to make sure you're the partner that you know you can be and be the person that if someone is very deserving of you or you feel like they're, you're very deserving of them, like you really want them, 
you should also want them to feel that exact same way. And I'm not saying you can't love something that's broken or someone that's broken, but if time permits it, I don't see why you wouldn't take the time to do that. Some wounds, I will say, they're wounds you're going to have for the rest of your life. But as long as you can communicate it to that person and allow them to understand what they're getting themselves into, then at that point, I think it's valid because you're giving that person a fair chance instead of blindsiding Instead of just blindsiding them with something that they weren't aware that they were going to have to deal with. If you walk into someone like, hey, this recently happened in a relationship. I do feel as if I'm over it, but I'm not necessarily sure what a few months down the line is going to look like as much as I wish I could provide you that reassurance. If you're okay with this, we can try to see if this works. Like I said, there's not rushing it. Just get to know each other. Be friends. Try to be that best, have that best friend vibe. Because for me, I feel like when you have a best friend vibe with someone, it makes the relationship 10 times easier, right? Because how easy is it to go to one of your friends to vent about something you're dealing with? And then some people in relationships, they're not that comfortable with dealing with their partner. Why? Because there's that part of their bond that isn't there yet. Whether it's like they're working on it. I know a lot of people where they're a lot more comfortable venting to one of their guys or one of their girls instead of the person that they're with. Well, it's just sometimes it's about the type of advice they give you, the way that they listen. But all of these things are part of that friendship bond. Where for me, it's like, there are some of my friends, they know if I'm venting at times, I don't want to hear shit back. I'm not saying I don't value their opinion or I don't think they know as much as me, but there are moments where I just want to talk. And I know some of my friends that do the exact same thing. As much as you think I'm the person that gives advice, there are a lot of my friends that I come across when they're venting, I don't give advice. Because I know those people in the bond that we've developed where if they needed advice or something addition, something for, for me to add on to something, they would request it. And at times, I know they may not request it because of how hard this is for them. I will offer it. Where it's just like, whether it's a question or whether I just randomly respond to the little things and then at, you'll right, randomly notice like they get quiet when you're speaking and they're tuning in you're like ah, i bet but when you say one thing and they quickly reply back to it you're like i bet they want this to be a conversation where i just i poke at certain little things that i feel like they should focus on and then that's about it i feel like every single person requires you to play a certain role when they're venting to you it doesn't matter what the relationship is that's just how things are so it's like the more time you allow yourself with somebody that's new to figure these things out, the more beneficial the relationship becomes for the both of you guys. Because you don't have to deal with feeling unsatisfied, like this person does not understand what I need. And they don't have to feel like they're not valued for the things that they have to provide. You feel me? And this is the part where I reassure you that I'm not saying don't deal with anybody at all. Have fun. Explore other options. But all I'm saying is just... Figure out what the future looks like. Have fun in the process. But don't get so distracted with dealing with other people, going out on dates to the point where it's like you had four years of your life figured out with this person. And now instead of trying to figure out what the next four years looks like with just yourself, you're just distracting yourself by sleeping with people, by constantly going out on dates and everything like that. All of these things, they're not unhealthy. It's just the other things that you should be doing at the same time that at times you don't do that makes it something that's a little toxic to your development. So, right, 
why shouldn't you go out on dates? Like, I gave my boy this advice. So I'm going to keep it very honest and not try to, like, act like I'm giving y'all something that's very um, holy, in, in other words, right? It's like, no, bro, go have fun. Like, if for you, you have been satisfied by one woman for 10 plus years, and now every time you're in the mood, you miss this person, maybe here and there you should probably go out on a date. I'm not saying expect that person to give it up every trip. You know, that's, that's toxic, toxic masculinity. But, yeah, I don't think you should have this idea that your pleasures can only be satisfied by that person that left, that person that's no longer there. So, yeah, times you may have to, you know, do a little sexy time with someone, and that's fine. Even if you, and this does not change for a man or a woman. I, I, do whatever the fuck you need to do. All I'm saying is make sure it doesn't distract you from what needs to be done. So if you want to go out on a date with someone, go out on dates. I think it's always nice to have to go on dates in terms of like those dates where there's no expectation and you're just meeting someone. Y'all are having fun. Y'all are doing activities. I'm not saying have dates in terms of like, yo, pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up every single time. Now, that's just a booty call. I don't think that's necessarily what you need in the moment. But let's just say you, you, you want to go to an escape room. Do that. It'll be fun. Hopefully you have fun with that person and the more fun you can have with someone, at times you do go out on dates and you're like, probably better off as friends and y'all keep on randomly doing shit. It's not like, it's not bad to go out on a date with someone and realize, yo, we actually, we hit it off as friends very well, but in terms of like getting a relationship with you, that's probably not my thing. And sometimes the other person is like, I'm not going to lie, you're right. You're actually really cool to be around. You're mad chill. I've been in certain, I've been in some of those situations where I'm like, oh, I wouldn't date you or even you know, do the nasty with you. And I'm not going to lie to you. You're cool peoples. So it's like no boundaries were ever crossed. So we, things were, it, we could have just kept it like that. So it's like, we can just do random shit when time permits it. And it's like, ah, fuck it. Now you go home. I go home. There's no need for that lovey-dovey shit. We just figured out this works better. That's perfectly fine in my opinion. The one thing I'll say is like, having to readjust what your future is going to look like. At times when y'all have been together for so long, and let's just say you guys are hopeless romantics where you guys take planning the future very seriously. I get it. It's a lot to have to readjust everything that you thought you were going to have in your future. But at a certain point, that person was not there. And you still had a version of what that future would have looked like prior to them. Revisit that version, adjust it, and figure out what would work better for you now. For me, it's like you have to... And this is one thing where it's like after relationships, sometimes we want to fall back into the exact same things that we used to do. And we realize that, damn, I, I don't love these things no more. They are not as fulfilling. They're not as fun. They're not as intimate. And that's fine. Give yourself grace. Give yourself time to figure out what this new version of you looks like. This new version of you isn't because your heart was broken. This new version of you is because you weren't paying attention to how much you grew away from because you constantly had something you were getting closer and closer to. So it's fine if you became a different person where you don't like hanging out with those same friends that could serve as those perfect distractions. You don't like going out to parties no more. And you know that if you was out partying, you was enjoying it, this would have been a breeze. Just figure out what the adjustment looks like. Take time to understand this version of yourself, how to develop it, and how to find things from your past to keep, what to let go, what to enhance. It's it's a learning period. I've said this in one of my channels on on Instagram really soon. It's like, 
at times we find peace and we're used to chaos so much that we realize that it's a little hard to deal with. And it's like, why would peace be something that's hard to deal with? Like everything that is new that we're going to come across in this life, it will take time to adjust to it. It's not only the bad moments that require a lot of time and adjustments. A lot of those great moments require that too. A lot of people are married. They get on a great relationship. Things become very happy and they're like, I don't know if I can deal with this. Some mothers, as much as they love their kids and they love their family, sometimes they're overstimulated. Should they feel terrible about that every single time or feel like, oh, this has to change. Maybe this isn't for me. No, it's just learning what this new version of you and what this new life that you're introduced to has to be. It takes time. And at times we hate that we're having to be aware of that adjustment because someone had just left. But one way or another, you're going to have a lot of those different phases. Unless you're that person that is very content with the person that you are today. And if that's the case, I would I would advise you to understand that you can always be better. You can always become a greater version of what you are today. So why become stagnant with your growth? It, it, it's just not fair to yourself and everyone that's invested into the person that they're hoping you continuously grow into. I think this will be part one in terms of like how I break this episode down. Um, This is what I wanted to give you guys. Like I said, I'm going to be posting some of these clips. I'm going to ask people that watch this episode what else you guys would want me to focus on. Everyone's experiences are very different, but I just tried focusing on what that process normally looks like on a universal type of perspective. So whatever else you guys need in terms of advice for these things, I will be happy to do a Q&A where I target a lot of those um, points that I did not necessarily touch. Like I said, this podcast, as much as it is a thing of me giving you guys what I know, lately it hasn't really been that. I'm constantly trying to learn things to bring it to you guys. So it's not even about what I'm choosing to learn. It's like something comes across and I'm like, damn, somebody might learn from this. I go through some bullshit. I'm like, damn, somebody might be dealing with this as well. Maybe I can give them some type of perspective. At times, the things that I say are not what you need, but I'll allow you to think about what exactly wasn't there that would be beneficial to you. So in that in that instance, you hit me up and tell me what I missed or what you want me to focus on. If it is very direct, it's directed at a situation went through, I have no issue trying to research other people that have gone through this, learn a little bit more about it so that way I can provide something of value to you guys. I just want to say I love y'all. Happy 2024 because I realized this is the first episode of 2024. I'm looking for an amazing year. We'll be doing a lot more with this podcast and I can't wait for what the future looks like. I'm out.